Um, I'm not going to hang around here. I want to get straight into these the, this message, some thoughts I have for you. Um, I just want to pray before we move on. Father, I thank you for today. I thank you for everyone who's listening. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would help us reveal to us the depth of your love. Help us to know you more and more, Jesus, that we would be affected with you and for you in the name of Jesus. Amen. You know, um, like I said, I'm going to get straight into this. I want to share some thoughts about um, a scripture that I read about some people standing in a river. Um, It's probably not the thing I would recommend you to do, but really it was to do with um, an obstacle that they were facing. They were about to go into the promises of God in Joshua chapter 3, we read. And uh, there was a promised land that was promised to the Israelites. And they're about to go over, but there's this massive obstacle. There's the Jordan River. It's just impossible for them to get across. You know, me and you, we probably have obstacles. You may have an obstacle right now. Um, If I said to you, what's your biggest challenge? What would it be? Um, you know, maybe, maybe it's a relationship, maybe it's yourself just dealing with some things in your mind that, you know, um, keep putting yourself down too much, or maybe it's a, maybe it's a broken heart. You know, maybe you've been hurt or let down or rejected, or, or maybe you've lost someone. Maybe your heart is grieving and, you know, you're going through a process of grief, or maybe you're angry because things happened and you've, you know, learning to process that. Or maybe you've just made wrong choices and you feel, you know, the, the shame and the guilt of, you know, the things that you've done and, you know, you, you got things wrong. Or maybe you were wronged. Or maybe you're just lacking desire or apathy, you know, when we talk about serving God and wanting to do things. You, just, you know, it's a bit of a chore. It's a bit of a, um, you know, there's very little desire. You're more apathetic than actually passionate about doing it. It's becoming... A little bit of a, you know, a burden to you. You know, there are many things that we make mistakes with. There's many things that we have to go through in life that we didn't choose, but we have to go through. And I want to just spend some minutes looking at this example here with how they get through. And hopefully it'll help you to, you know, as you listen to some thoughts this morning, that how you can get through your, call it your rivers, you know, your river of impossibility how you can get a victory, how you can process these things and come through the other side. So if you turn to Joshua chapter 3, in Joshua chapter 3, verse 2, it says, After three days, the officers went through the camp, giving orders to the people. When you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God and the Levitical priest carrying it, you are to move out from your positions and follow it. Then you will know which way to go. You don't know what way to go? Maybe God wants to show you the way to go today to get through something. It says, then you will know the way to go. Since you've never been this way before, you may be facing something you've never faced before. God wants to show you there's a way through this, even though you've been through. Sometimes these things are scary when you've not been this way before. God wants to lead you through this. And then he says about keeping a distance. And then he says in verse 5, Joshua told the people, consecrate yourselves. For tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. That's a good encouragement, isn't it? And then it says in verse 7, and he's told, sorry, uh, verse 6, it says, Take up the Ark of the Covenant and pass on ahead of the people. So they took it up and went ahead of them. And then it says in verse 8, Tell the priests who carry the Ark of the Covenant, when you reach the edge of the Jordan's waters, go and stand in the river. 
know, this wasn't an easy river to stand in. This was quite a high, probably powerful river. Chances are you stand in it, you could be washed away. But God is saying to them, I want you to stand in the river. Go and stand in the river. And then it says in verse 14, So when the people broke camp to cross the Jordan, the priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant went ahead of them. And then it says, Now the Jordan is in flood in all during harvest. Yet as soon as the priests who were carrying the ark reached the Jordan and their feet touched the water's edge, the water from upstream stopped flowing. And it says in verse 17, the priests who carried the ark of the covenant of the Lord stopped in the middle of the Jordan and stood on dry ground. While all Israel passed by until the whole nation had completed the crossing on dry ground amazing account of you know doing what god told them to do and they were able to get through this river that was almost impossible to get across god gave an amazing victory you know and i just want to touch on some things for me and you today i know that was the old testament and israel were a chosen people but god made a promise beyond israel that it just as he made to israel he made a promise that would go through them and beyond them to me and you today so I just want to touch on some things of how I believe this is relevant to us today. It is as a people that can believe today, or people that are that are called the new, in the New Covenant, the New Testament, um, how this is relevant for me and you today. Three things I want to say about what Jesus has done in giving us a victory. Number one is this: Jesus makes a way. For them, the presence of God was on the Ark of the Covenant. It was there, Emmanuel. For me and you today, our Emmanuel is Jesus. Jesus is Emmanuel, God with us. And Jesus has made a way through some things that are not possible in our own strength. It was not possible for them to get through that river, yet God made a way. You know, God wants to teach you there are some things you're going through. You think, how do we get through this? Well, Jesus wants to show you that he's made a way. He's made a way for you to get through this. It doesn't always have to be like this. I know you've not been here before, but it doesn't have to stay like this. You can get through to the other side. Now, ultimately, you know, if you believe in Jesus, you've put your faith in Jesus. The Bible says you put your faith in Jesus. You believe Jesus died on the cross for the forgiveness of sin. And anyone who believes in him shall not perish, you know, but have eternal life. So God promises that through faith in Jesus, you can receive forgiveness and be made right for God. That means now you're forgiven. You can have a relationship with God and you can live forever and go to heaven. That is amazing, right? And the only way that's possible is through faith in Jesus. No other way will you get there. Not by being a good boy or a good, good girl. You'll only get there by accepting you're a sinner and you need Jesus to cover your sins. Amazing. So Jesus is a fulfillment of that ark today. He's Emmanuel, God with us. Do you believe now that Jesus is with you in your river, in your storm? But Jesus makes a way. Second thing that Jesus does, Jesus leads us through the rivers of impossibility. Similar thing, Jesus makes a way, but he leads us through these rivers. He does not abandon us saying, I want you to, you know, do this on your own. You know, I find it amazing with this ark that God's presence, if it was me, I'd have been like, right God, We'll make a way, making sure we protect you because you're holy and we need to guard you. And then we'll pull you through after God, not with God. God goes first. God goes into that water and leads the way. You know, Jesus has gone before us. 
Jesus was crucified. Jesus died for us. Jesus went to the depth of hell in being crucified. Jesus has not abandoned us, but he's actually gone before us. Whatever you're facing right now, Jesus knows how you feel. Jesus has been there. So Jesus leads us and wants to take us through this river that he's already been through before. Jesus makes a way. Jesus leads us through the rivers of impossibility. And my last thing about Jesus here is this, that Jesus leads us to victory. You know, the Bible says when we read that Jesus was crucified, right? He died for the forgiveness of sin. He took on the sin of the world. He became a sacrifice to pay for our wrong. But he didn't stay there. You know, you and I, if you're a believer, you know he didn't stay there, but he rose again. He defeated death. He took back the, the power and the principalities that were thrown at him, that were that were dominated this world. Jesus took all of the enemy's weapons on board on that day and he dismantled them, it says in Colossians. In other words, all of the power and the principles that the enemy threw at him through the Romans, through the Jews, even those who were close by him and betrayed him, every weapon was thrown at Jesus on that day. And he took back and defeated them, disarmed them. And then he decided to use a different way, a different principle and a different power. Not one that would dominate and dictate, but one that would love us and would rule with love. So Jesus makes a way. Jesus leads us through the rivers of impossibility. He wants you to come through, but he's going to lead you through. And eventually he leads us to victory. You know, the ultimate victory we have in Jesus is putting our faith in Jesus. We're saved. And, and, and the Bible says that God gives us his spirit. So he gives us the Holy Spirit when we put our faith in him. And it's the Holy Spirit that gives us the victory that will lead us through to the other side. It's not us that gets to the other side. It's not possible for us to, to, to part the waters and deal with our own sin. It's only done through Jesus. And the Holy Spirit is given to us as a guarantee to get us through this mess, to get us to the other side, and to get us to a place of the ultimate victory in God's kingdom. So God has made a way. Jesus leads us through the rivers of impossibility and Jesus leads us to victory. But, you know, I read in that scripture and it says that Joshua, they, they told them to consecrate themselves. You know, they did something before they went into this, um, this battle of getting across. You know, and I believe they did that because this, this was not a battle that they could win on their own. This was not something they could get through in their own strength. This wasn't something, you know, this wasn't phone a friend, ring someone, get some advice on how we can get across this river. You know, this wasn't, you know, get the engineers, right? Engineers know how to build a bridge. Let's get all the people that can build bridges and let's build bridges and let's find a way. Or send someone down there. Get Google Earth out and find, look at the rib. There's got to be a shorter passage. No, we can't get, no, there's no other way around this thing. It wasn't possible in their own strength. And they knew this. So what they did is it says they consecrated themselves because it was a spiritual victory. It needed God's spirit. It needed the Holy Spirit. It needed the very presence of God, Emmanuel, God with them. It needed God to go first because it was not possible on themselves. So I just want to touch some thoughts on this. You know, the, as you look at scripture, we're made right with God by believing in him, not by what we do. 
You know, that is faith, not by works, but it's faith. It's the grace of God that's available through faith in Jesus, what Jesus did for us, which is amazing. We receive forgiveness of sin. You know, God's covenant with us in, you can read in Jeremiah 31, verse 34, it says, For I will forgive their wickedness and will remember their sins no more. And he will write that on our hearts so that we're made right with him. It's only by faith we don't earn that. That's called being justified, being made right with, with God through faith. But there's another just kind of process in this that I want to touch on that I believe you know, it wasn't just about them being saved from a river. It wasn't just like, oh, we're saved from the river. No, there was a greater purpose that God had for them as a people of Israel. And it's the same with me and you. We don't just get saved. No, Jesus is a savior. Jesus wants to do something with our lives so that we can be um, have purpose and meaning and be effective for him. And this process, going through some things, is called sanctification, right? Being set apart for God. In other words, what God wants to do is... He wants to set you apart for an intended purpose. He doesn't want you to just stay, you know, battered or bruised or holding on to the mud of guilt. No, no, no. He wants to wash them things off you. He wants to renew you. He wants to bring you through the river of impossibility so that you can be effective the other side. He doesn't want you to stay there. In other words, he wants to, to, to make sure your state, your mental state, your health, you know, he wants to make sure that you're in a state of proper functioning. Now, that doesn't always mean that we'll be perfect or everything will be right. We've all got challenges. Faith doesn't mean that we have to have everything in order. It just means that we continue to trust in God and see God do a work on the inside of us so that we can use that to glorify him and help others. But he wants to bring us to a better state of function. That is being sanctified. That is being changed by his grace, by his spirit. So... I just want to touch on that a little bit. You know, if you put your faith in Jesus, you know him as your saviour. Brilliant. I just want to touch on this about, you know, this consecration or, you know, just doing things that we can do that will help us be into a better place of function. So I, I know I've been through some challenges myself and I'm, I know I've not been through, you know, loads of different things. But I've had my ups and I've had my downs. And I'm sure many of you have had your ups and your downs. But if I was asked the question, what one thing would I do if I was having, you know, going through something? What's the number one thing I do? Now, I'm not saying I always do it, but what's the number one thing I should do when I'm going through a river of impossibility? And this is what I want to say is the number one thing we should do is come to Jesus. You see, what amazes me in here. When we read about Joshua crossing over, it wasn't the leader Joshua who went first. It wasn't Joshua said, I'll go first, I'll pay the cost. No, 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 there was a certain process within that who must go first. It wasn't the engineers, it wasn't the mighty men, it wasn't the you know blokes puffing the chest out, I can do this in my strength. It wasn't possible. But it was the priests. It was the priests who were ordained to carry the presence of God. Now, for me and you today, the Bible says in Hebrews that there is a great high priest. There's a priest that has gone before us. There is a priest, his name is Jesus, who's gone before you, who's suffered, who knows how it feels, who's been through it, who understands your pain, who understands your guilt, who understands rejection. He understands everything because he's been through it. And it's this high priest, Jesus, who was your, who was the sacrifice 
for your sins, who paid the price with his blood so that now he could give you and me access to the Father. The Bible says there's a throne room of grace. We don't deserve it, but God has made a way because of Jesus, which gives us access to this throne room. Through God's Spirit now, we can receive grace. We can receive wisdom. We can receive insight. God can show us how to get through these things, even though they're difficult. God can show us the way because of Jesus. He is the great high priest. He gives us access. He's made a way he, through the rivers of impossibility. He's been into them. He knows how they feel and he's come through the other side. And he wants to teach us to follow him so that we can be led by the Holy Spirit, get through this thing and be renewed in the process. Jesus is amazing. So we go to the priest. It was the priests that went in first, not the mighty man. It was not done in their own strength, their own might. It was done by the Spirit of God leading them and their obedience to God as they submitted to his governance and his rule. They trusted him and followed through and got through to the other side. You know, it's Jesus' sacrifice. It was a sacrifice to the Father, not to us. It was a sacrifice to the Father and it pleased the Father. So then it gave us access to ourselves as Jesus, we put our faith in him. He covers us with, the, with his blood. We're forgiven. The Bible says we're washed and we're whiter. And our sins will never be remembered no more. And it is this thinking that actually allows us now to get, get access to the Father and to come to him and to receive his presence and his love in our lives. It allows the guilty souls now release so that they can run free. And it's done through the crucified Christ. It's done through Jesus crucified on that cross for you. That he was made a curse for you so that you didn't have to carry the curses anymore. But you could live in the blessing of God. It was Jesus crucified. This great high priest who's now made a way to know the love of God. You know, in, in coming to God then, what we do is this. When we accept Jesus, what we're doing is we're giving him the right to govern our lives. We're giving him the right to say, okay, God, Jesus, I believe in you. Now I give you the right to govern me. I've been governed before by other ways and, and other spirits, but now I'm giving you access to my life. God, I come to you and Jesus now has the right to govern your life. And it's through this that God then gives us his spirit. Wow. God has generously poured out the promise of the Holy Spirit. So Jesus now dwells with us. Emmanuel with us. Emmanuel with you. Emmanuel with me. Emmanuel with everybody. That God now isn't in an, in a, in an ark hidden away. He's in his body. He's in you. He's in me. His presence is available because what Jesus has done in your life, the great high priest is made away. So when we're struggling, where do we run? We come to Jesus. When we're in shame, where do we come? We come to Jesus. When we're disappointed, where do we come? We come to Jesus. When we're hurting, 
19, where do we come? We come to Jesus, this priest. Why? Because he's made a way to the Father and to know the power of the Holy Spirit. And it's the Holy Spirit as you submit to him, he will direct you. He will comfort you in your pain. He will heal you. He will lead you. He will reveal truth to you because that's who he is. I hope this is helping you. It's the priests that got them through. If we're going to get through our challenges, it's the priest. His name is Jesus. Now, I want to just touch on one more thing before I, I move on a bit. This other one is this. I mentioned it earlier. You know, sometimes in our bodies or, you know, in, a, in, our, in our senses, our feelings, we can grow cold in terms of our relational dynamic. You know, we can... We can easily you know what not want to relate to people not want to show affection or love to people but you know we struggle in relationships and you know we also struggle in the the dynamic of coming to church and serving and we can lose and, and have not have an appetite or a desire we can become apathetic we're not bothered you know I've, I've had times like that you know i've had times in lockdown where things have affected me and i'm thinking oh why do i bother at times what do we do when we're like that? What we do do we do when the, the fire seems to have gone out in our relationship with this God who loves us? You know, and I've mentioned it already, but it's the same thing to do. We go to Jesus. We go to Jesus at the cross. We go to Jesus who laid his life down for us. We go to Jesus who was crucified for us. We go to Jesus who first died for us. We go to Jesus who first loved us. In other words, we're going back to our first love. We're going back to be reminded, I've tried this and I've tried that. It doesn't work. I've done it in my own strength, God. I've, I've messed up in that. It's not working. There's a, there's a, there needs to be an oil in, 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 the, in, the, in the cogs because it just seems that it's not working. But they go back to Jesus. Jesus, I'm coming to you. And what Jesus does is he, he, he lures us in with his love. It's like he, he, he's got this love that is available that just says, come here, come to me. I'm not condemning you. I just want you to draw close to me. And as we draw close to him again, what happens is this. The Holy Spirit begins to reveal things to us. The Holy Spirit begins to open up our heart again and say, see, there you go. There's some healing. The Holy Spirit begins to, you know, show us new things that we didn't know about the depth of God's love. And what it does is he can rekindles and, and, he, and he blows, you know, it's almost like the fire that's almost gone out. There's, there's this tiny little bit of faith in there. You think there's nothing left of you. And God blows onto it. And all of a sudden it begins to come alive again. And all of a sudden, before you know it, there's a new passion again. There's a new delight. It's like, oh, this isn't as hard as it used to be now. Why not? Because there's a delight in there. The love of God and, 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 and your approval isn't in these things, but it's just knowing Jesus in his presence. So I want to encourage you, wherever you're at, whatever your river you're going through, just come to Jesus. Spend time with Jesus. Listen to Jesus and allow the Holy Spirit to govern your life. Don't be led by other things, but be led by God's Spirit. Allow God's Spirit to, to nurture you, to comfort you, to train you, to build you back up again. And as you listen to God's words, as you listen to God's Spirit, I'll guarantee that God will be doing something on, in the, on the inside of you. He's moving you out of the river of impossibility and he's moving you to a greater place of victory. So come to Jesus. 
Come to Jesus as the priest. Come to Jesus crucified. Just come to Jesus, the lover of your soul. You know, I touched on this governance and what this governor is like. And, uh, you know, I don't know if you've seen... Um, if you've seen some films, if you've seen Matilda, almost the teacher, the governor in there, she's an interesting character. I uh, watched it a few times. And, um, you know, sometimes we have an idea of what a governor is like, you know, it's it, 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 someone who governs over us. And I just want to touch a few thoughts on what I believe, um, you know, Jesus is like and how he governs and how God governs our lives. And we have to learn to trust him, uh, a new governor in our lives. So what is this governor like? What governor like? What if it is governs? How does he govern? Now, first of all, I kind of touched on this, but for us to receive and to accept and to be led by someone, we've got to get to know what they're like and trust them. And his governance, he governs, first of all, with a spirit of love. That's how he governs. He wants to love you. He wants to, you know, um, you to delight in his love for you. So when we realize that God loves us, when we go to the cross and accept what Jesus, when we begin to experience, we get a sense of his love. We get a sense of the Father's heart for us, that he accepts us. It's not that he doesn't approve of us. He accepts us unconditionally. He likes us. He affirms who we are. So he rules with a spirit of love. And he also rules with a spirit of power. You know, God isn't a God of no power. He's a God of power. So when we come to him, he promises the Holy Spirit who can empower us, you know, can build us back up again. So he's not coming without a promise that can't be fulfilled. He comes with promise, with power. So he wants to lead you in love, but he also wants to empower you and draw you into a sense of victory through his spirit. He wants to empower you. You know, the amazing thing is when we come to Jesus, I came to Jesus, I don't know how many years, when I was 27, so a few years ago now, nearly 19 years, you know, and, and nobody asked me to come to church, nobody asked me to go and lead on, nobody asked me to do anything, something just happened in me where I discovered the wonderful forgiveness of God and it filled my heart. Now, what that means is this. When God comes into our lives, we become partakers of the things that he has for us. His riches are now available to us. So what we do is we become a partaker of his riches, but we become a partaker of his divine nature. And as God begins to change our hearts, then what he does is he fills our heart with all of these good things, all of his love. And what should happen is then there becomes a spirit, not only a spirit of love and a spirit of power, there becomes a spirit of liberty that we're living in. In other words, nobody has to ask me to do anything. I just choose to do things. And there is a there is a volunteering that happens in me because what God has done. I've, you discover the riches of God that is available. So I just want to help. I've discovered the love that is available. I just want to love because God fills our life with so many good things that we just want to give it back. In other words, we're so easily persuaded and led by Christ's spirit to do good works because God has already done those good works to us and for us first so there becomes a spirit of liberty rather than a spirit of control or trying to coerce people into doing things but it only happens through coming to Jesus 
receiving the grace of God, the love of God. And as that nature begins to permeate into your life, what happens is it begins to grow and it begins to change you. And you can't begin to get to a place of, of, of state of proper functioning and think, actually, I'm not as bad as I used to be. Actually, I can believe again. Actually, I can go again because God is doing something in my life. So it's not a natural thing that you can do in your own strength. It's a spiritual victory, I believe, that needs to happen through coming to God, talking to God in prayer and believing what God says about you. And as we spend time with Jesus, as we spend time allowing the Holy Spirit to govern our lives and to lead us into truth, you know, and we have to be obedient to that. We have to say yes at times and we have to step out just like the priests had to step out in the water. They had to step on the water before they see, seen a victory. You can't stand still and do nothing. It won't happen. But if you initiate your faith and say, I'm going to step out, I'm going to come to God, I'm going to come to a prayer meeting. What happens is as you start to do that, you begin to see the grace of God working in your lives more and more as you begin to seek him. So I hope that's encouraged you. You know, if you're in a river right now, I want to encourage you to come to Jesus and let Jesus lead you through it. Jesus doesn't abandon you, but he's with you. Whatever you're facing, God wants to teach you that he's standing in the river with you and he's leading you through that river. So let us pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this wonderful good news of Jesus Christ and we pray right now Jesus no matter what people are going through I pray that Lord they would be reminded that they can come to you as the great high priest I pray for continued grace in their life a continued power in their lives Lord to give them the victory to get them through may they be reminded of your ultimate victory Lord that we have won because you have won and that we will get to the other side because of your great love and your great power to redeem us Jesus we give you the praise I pray for everybody right now who's listening Lord as we sing this song together now Lord may we rejoice in who you are and what you've done in the mighty name of Jesus amen well I hope that's encouraged you to keep going and keep coming to Jesus because he wants to love you build you and get you to a place of proper functioning we love you lots see you soon God bless